All right, guys, thanks for joining me for another uh, soccer preview. Uh, today I have Ocean Township head coach Cassie Della uh, Pesca from uh, Ocean Township. Um, thank you for joining me, coach. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this. Yes, I'm, I'm excited, to, you know, because, you know, girls soccer, they don't really get, they don't get anything in the Shore Sports Network. Um, mm. APP just basically puts and their names in for the rosters. And, uh, you know, I know media to stretch thin, so, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to help bring some more uh, light to the girls game, especially in, you know, short sports soccer. I know. appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I'll, any opportunity to talk about the players and the program, uh, this is a great opportunity, and I appreciate you reaching out, and I'm glad to do this. And I'm excited to get started on Monday. I'm looking forward to be back on the field. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of coaches, they can't wait. They didn't like yeah. that two-week hiatus, but, you know. Uh, that blackout, yeah. It's like, you because know, we were going in the summer. We had all August, and then, then we're like, all right, two weeks, I won't see you. We were doing Zoom meetings, and uh, it's just it's not the same. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of coaches I talk to, you know, club teams are going, you know, yeah. full, you know, full contact. And, uh, you know, when we talk about, you know, this season, we'll talk a little bit about COVID and how you handled that. But um, mm-hmm. first, uh, when did you start coaching? So uh, I played at Montclair State um, four years there. And then after I had the opportunity to stay on the coaching staff. So I was a volunteer coach for two years and it was a learning opportunity for me. And I learned a lot. Uh, after that, I stepped on and was a a trainer for Covert for about 10 years. And I was training teams throughout the state and meeting, uh, networking with a lot of coaches. So, uh, you know, that was a jumping off point for me to and get that itch of coaching and how much I really loved being around soccer and, and coaching there. Yeah, I, I do miss coaching a little bit. I got my coach's license when I was 15. <laughs> my dad made me go get it. And then uh, you know, I enjoyed it. And then whenever Howell Rec needed a coach, they would call my dad. My dad had no, you know, he was done already. So he <laughs> me and, you know, my sister was my assistant. And then there was like another, another girl, you know, close to my sister, you know, in between me and my sister that would help us out. And, you know, yeah. we had a blast coaching, you know, like the eight, nine year olds. Yeah. Um, well, I'm doing that now. I'm coaching my daughter's U11 team in Howell. Uh, so I'm coaching at the high school here. And also uh, I'm coaching the travel team there and that's been a great opportunity too i know the freehold borough coach was coaching the u9 in howell right it's, yes still yeah there. yeah i know um uh, julie tried out for that team first but she wanted to play with her friends in jackson <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah travel starts sunday i can't can't wait for that first game we're going to jackson actually uh we're uh they're in uh point pleasant for, for the first game they're in uh the, the low division because they just yep. entered the uh, uh, Mosa. Same with us. Yeah. So um, now she played. What was it? Uh, Battle Mammoth, Twin County. Uh, my daughter. One, my one daughter played at Battle Mammoth, and then we switched over to uh, Howell United this year. And me and actually uh, one of my friends, we played at Montclair State together. Uh, we're coaching her daughters on the team, so it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, Viv was two years two years older than Jill. Yes, yeah. Viv will be turning ten. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so she yeah, she don't turn nine until January. So how how's the team look? You know what we're 
we're a new team. There's a lot of players coming from rec and starting. Um, but, you know, at this point, this age, we're just trying to develop the skills yeah. uh, and for them to enjoy and love the game. So they're become lifelong, you know, supporters of the game and continue to play. Yeah. And, um, you know, being a good coach helps that, um, you know, hope uh, my niece keeps, keeps the interest up. Um, the younger one just is going to be playing rec. Um, yeah. And how. Um, That's great. Yeah, she she played one season. Uh, doesn't care, didn't care for the running, but I guess you know, watching her sister play last year, last fall, she told she told uh, my sister, I, I want to play soccer. I want to try playing soccer again. So my sister signed her up for Howell Rec. Mm-hmm. So um, and Jilly's going to do it too. With they're going to be on the same team. So I don't know how that's going <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, should be should be fun to watch her on the field. Um, so when did you start at Ocean? So um, I started in 2014 uh, as JV coach. I was there for two seasons. And then I stepped away for a season. Uh, I was pregnant with my son. And then in 2017, the head coach position opened up. Uh, and after talking with my husband and my kids, you know, <laughs> talking about uh, applying for the position, uh, it wasn't a matter of whether I was qualified. It was more about the sacrifice of, you know, taking on a head coaching position. Um, but they fully supported me taking the position and, um, you know, they were there the whole time and I, I appreciate all the support that they give me. And, uh, yeah, so 2017, I came on as a head coach. That's really, uh, so what made you get into the coaching? Uh, you know, soccer, sports altogether, but soccer has been such a, you know, influential part of my life and, uh, the person I, I became. And the lessons that I've learned on the soccer field and the friendships that I gained, you know, throughout my years playing will be with me forever. So, you know, for me, I wanted to provide that opportunity for female athletes um, and also to provide a positive experience. Um, you know, being a collegiate college uh, athlete, you know, I've been where they are. You know, I know the struggles. I've, I've been a player who started. I've been a player who sat the bench. Um, so, you know, I wanted to be able to reach the, uh, you know, these athletes. And for a lot of our players here, they're not going on to college. You know, this is their last experience. So uh, I wanted to give them the opportunity of having a positive experience. Coaching has been something that I've loved and my passion. It's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. Yeah. Do you find a similarity in coaching and teaching? Yes, I'm a health and phys ed teacher. So, you know, the organization, uh, flexibility, uh, it definitely plays uh, on the soccer field because, as you know, you're planning something, a schedule or a practice plan, and all of a sudden something changes and you have to shift and you have to, you know, um, change your practice on the fly. So teaching has definitely have enabled me to have a little more success with that. And I like to see the players. A lot of the players I have in class, you know, so – yeah, I said yesterday, I said, you know, the teachers I responded best to were the ones who were coaches, you know, that coached the sports, you know, in high school and stuff. So, yeah, um, uh, just something to, you know, the way they know how to communicate with the students. And, you know, it's, you know, I always had, you know, best times in those classes. Yeah. Um, since you've been at staff in Ocean, you know, even as an assistant, uh, what are some accomplishments Ocean Township has had? So, um, you know, one thing that I have to say I'm truly proud to be a part of is we have a annual Maya Cup game. Um, each year we honor the life of Maya and Terry. And uh, 
it's just a special game and it means a lot to our players and, the, and people in our community. So it's a wonderful game where everyone comes together. Uh, we honor Maya Lynn Terry and we raise awareness and financial aid to children in our community who are impacted with pediatric cancer. So this will be our ninth year. Um, so that's something just, it's something that I'm truly proud of, our players are proud of, and it's a, a huge accomplishment for Ocean Township uh, girls soccer. Now, do you play short at that? Is that short region? We've had, uh, throughout the years, we've played different teams. We've had RBC, we played RBR, Mid-North, Colts Neck last year, which was uh, a nail-biter of a game uh, in overtime. Uh, but... It doesn't always come out on our end, but it's still a, uh, it's a competitive atmosphere. It's, a, you know, the band's there, the crowd, it's a night game. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's a special game for our program and for, you know, honoring Maya. Yeah, that's, um, do they do something similar during basketball season? Yes, this year uh, was the first year that we had, uh, basketball had um, a game dedicated to Maya. Yeah, I was, I was at that game. And, uh, yes. Yeah, you know, I know that I went for the boys' game, but it looked like a huge turnout for the for the for the boys' game. You know. And, yeah. And uh, I know the girls they played short. Did the boys play short too? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you know, um, uh, rivalry there. Um, who are some players in the past that you know meant a lot to the program? Uh, you know, every player that comes through has left their mark in the program and has laid a foundation for future Spartans. You know, everyone, every player that's come through. But uh, two players I'd have to say that's really made a mark is Taylor Raspiopi. Uh, she ended up going to play at Duke. And uh, Alex Pickett went to East Stroudsburg. Outstanding players. Uh, I was a JV coach here when they were here. Uh, just outstanding players. But also they've had a remarkable college career too. Yeah, Duke, uh, you know, <laughs> a joke if, you know, you're going to Duke. Yeah. Um, I think one of the Tom's River North girls – going to Duke that just graduated if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. Um, now talk a little, we'll talk a little about last season. Um, I saw you early in the year against Middletown North and didn't get to catch you. I, I was trying to get to the Freehold Borough State game. Mm. Um, so I want to just talk, talk about a couple of accomplishments that you know your team had last season. You know um, so as we're rebuilding we were a young team um, you know we're going to be a young team this year too. Uh, so any small accomplishment that we make is, you know, for, as we're rebuilding is, is a victory for us. Um, so for us was, you know, to advance to uh, states, you know, past first round states, which we did, which was great. And also to have a better record than previous years, which we did. Uh, so, you know, small things, nothing grand, but these little small things will add up. And for the players, we just try to get them to understand that it's a process, you know, uh, and to trust the process. It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, but if they keep on believing and continuing to work, uh, you know, these little accomplishments will add up. Now, looking at your schedule last year, you, you had a pretty, pretty tough <laughs> schedule. You know, Red Bank Regional, RBC, I'm looking at it now, Middletown South. Wall. Volksnack, St. John Vianney. St. John Vianney, St. Rose. Yep. And, um, you know, I wasn't – I went to a lot of the St. Rose games. That was one game I missed, but – I mean, you gave St. You took St. Rose to the limit, you know. Yeah, overtime. When I talked to uh, Julian Laskowski's uh, father, um, the next game I saw him, I said, well, "I go, what happened in the Ocean game?" Was like, <laughs> you know, they they came, to, you know, they came to play. And um, yeah. So, do you find, you know, in basketball, they they always say, you know, they like to the, the 
better teams, you know, St. John Vianney, St. Rose, RBC, they like to schedule basically a brutal regular season to get them ready for states. Do you think your schedule helped prepare for states and uh, being able to beat, uh, help you beat Frio Borough in advance? Yeah, I mean, Frio Borough was a, it was a competitive team, but we were pretty matched up. Uh, we, uh, but, you know, we're battle-tested for sure. We play some of the best teams in the short conference. I mean, you just went over some of the, you know, Mid-South. We saw, we opened up with Brook Memorial, went right to Mid-South, Mid-North, you know. So we, we saw a lot of great teams and, uh, it, you know, it did prepare us. Uh, and moving forward, we, you know, we went to Hopewell Valley. They were a very competitive team as well. Uh, but it's, you know, no different than what we see in, in the short conference. Um, who are some senior – actually, let's go back to Steve. Can you just talk a little bit about that Freehold Borough game now? Uh, Freehold Borough once, they beat – it was Freehold Township, they beat them. They're a um, very well-coached team. They, yeah. they don't give up. You know, they might be, you know – on paper overmatched on it, but they don't, they don't play that way. And uh, yeah. That's... Uh, they were trailing against a uh, township twice. They, you know, they didn't give up score tied and they sent it to overtime and won it overtime. So um, I know you, your game went to overtime, right? It's... Yeah. It went to overtime and then PKs and oh. then overtime PKs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like I was saying, I think free hope and our team were very matched up. We're very similar in that, you know, as I was saying, we're battle tested. We're going to play you hard, you know, uh, so when we step onto the field, Freehold Borough was the same way. So it was it was a tough game. Uh, we were going at it the entire time until it was 1-1. Um, and then went into overtime. No one scored. And we ended up going to PKs. Uh, PKs was a uh, roller coaster ride. Uh, we were going back and forth. And we ended up actually um, uh, one of the Freehold Borough players, uh, I believe Juju, uh, our goalkeeper, saved it. And then they took it back and they redid it because the ref said she was excessive celebration or taunting. So she ended up taking another shot and making it. So uh, we ended up having to go into double PKs and uh, we uh, came out on top. You know, we had our uh, senior uh, captain, T.T. Pritzloff, made it. Um, Then we had uh, Abby come up, uh, which is a freshman, and she ended up making it and then – Juju Nice, our goalkeeper, made a huge save at the end to win the game and advance us to states. Now, she's a freshman, right? She's a, she was a freshman last year. So we started three freshmen I mean, on the roster last year. Yeah, that's good for, you know, the future of the program. You know, I was looking, yeah. looking at the roster. It did look, you know, not, you know, not that many seniors compared to some other rosters. Um, yeah. Can you, t- can you talk about, you know, some of the seniors and, you know, what they meant to the program that left? So uh, this senior class was special. Um, you know, this was – last year was my third year, so uh, okay. I really got to get to know them through the past three years with them. Uh, and they were a tight-knit group. They were playing ever since they were younger, and they came through uh, soccer playing. Uh, so they were just a very, uh, you know, special group. And for them, this was their last year to last year. They weren't going on to play soccer. So this meant a lot to them to stay together and to play. Uh, but, you know, captains like TT and, and Jillian Marshall were just outstanding leaders on our field. Um, you know, moving forward, who's going to step up into those positions? You know, they're really sorely missed on the field. You know, TT was just the quarterback for us. She uh, could score. She had assists. Um, you know, she was just a real playmaker. So we're going to definitely miss her. And Jill was in the back line. 
um, in center back. And she was just a strong player back there for us too and a great leader. And then we had uh, Volick and Bella and Annie were on the field. Uh, just again, strong players, um, you know, and we had also Ava Gamba who was injured, unfortunately, her senior year, but still just, uh, they were just a special group and we're going to miss them next year. Yeah, I think uh, the Middletown North game, I was, I think Bella was the one who scored for you, if I remember. Yeah, uh, she had the assist to Titi, I believe. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was tough early in the year because and JJ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hang on. I don't know who's here. Um, NJ.com's rosters early in the year are not not good. So, uh, you know, some players don't have numbers. and. Uh, yep. So that game, it was hard for me to get the right stats of, you know, who scored that game. Um, yeah, that was a tough game for us against Mid-North. Yeah, they're yeah. always a very strong team. Yeah, they um, – I'm, I'm good friends with um, Rim's father, um, who's a great player. Mm -hmm. um, now, the preview next the, – this season coming up, um, you know, you, you mentioned, you know uh, – people uh, stepping up to take over the senior roles. Do you have any play, any players you think that right now that look like they're going to take over like the leadership roles on, on the team? Yeah. Um, well, we have our seniors again, we're, we don't have a very big senior class again this year, um, but the seniors have been doing a great job stepping up, uh, being leaders for us so far this summer, um, very involved, trying to get the underclassmen involved. Uh, so, you know, I'm very impressed and happy with their leadership so far. And we have some underclassmen who really have stepped up, too. We have some juniors that have taken on more leadership roles than, you know, and then we've asked. And it's, it's been great to see them grow as players, but also leaders and role models in our program. Yeah, when, when I interview the players, the first, you know, first thing I like to ask their freshman year, what seniors um, um, help them? You know, and what did they teach him? And all of them say, you know, because, you know, leader, you know, how to be a leader of the team. Absolutely. And, you know, which is great when, you know, the upperclassmen show that to the youngerclassmen, you know, help. Absolutely. If, they, if they're not doing the work, you can't expect them, the freshmen, you know, and we're going to have a young team. There's some freshmen coming in that could potentially, you know, make an impact on our program again this year. Like we had last year, we had three starting freshmen. Uh, so we may have some freshmen stepping up and, and taking over, uh, some positions, you know, so uh, we need that leadership, you know, we need those role models. Uh, you know, speaking of incoming freshmen, who, who are a couple of the freshmen that have caught your eye so far? Uh, we have uh, one player, uh, Natalie, uh, she's coming in. She's uh, been, we've been watching her uh, over the summer and she's just really a dynamic player in the middle. Um, you know, that's someone that we're going to be watching. There's some other players we're looking, we need someone to fill in the back line for us. Um, and, you know, one of our goals for this season is to increase our shooting percentage uh, and scoring opportunities. So we're looking for someone to step up into the, in the striker forward position, too. So we have our eyes on some players. You know, it's a little bit hard this year to give you more uh, yeah. you know, detail because we're starting so late. You know, we've, we've caught, you know, we were able to uh, train in the summer and do a lot of fitness, but we haven't weren't able to play a lot. So there's still some players that we're questioning and, and watching. So, you know, next week is going to be a big uh, week for us preparing. Yeah. You said the same thing uh, coach Caruso said yesterday. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of conditioning and he goes, yeah. he was starting next week. He goes, all, all he was doing is games because, you know, you see people doing the touches and stuff like that, but you know, how are they going to be in the competitive, competitive nature going up against other yeah. people? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, we uh, um, some of the players played in the Titan Falls Summer League uh, summer tournament that was a couple weeks ago, and you know, I got to see some players play, but it's you know, it's it's only a little bit. You have to see in a longer, uh, you know, long term. How can these players impact, and where can they play? Yeah, I got to see a few games at uh, good the Good Sports League that summer. Mm. They had you know, you know, RVC looks they're strong. <laughs> they, yeah. They're going to be tough to beat, you know. Yeah, they're, they're in our uh, our division this year, so we'll be seeing RVC twice. Yes, and um, uh, they were they were without doubt the strongest team. You know, they were, Middletown wasn't in there. Um, Freehold wasn't in there. So there, there wasn't a lot of sh- strong strong teams there, so it was hard to gauge. I mean, Shore Regional was in there, but they broke their team up into two, so it's kind of mm. Yeah. And it looked like majority of the teams, it was underclassmen. Like, you know, I know St. Rose was there in the first, the first game I went to. I didn't see any of the upperclassmen that I knew, honestly. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, they did look dominant, but it was also, you know, they weren't going up against, you know, the top echelon in, in the short conference. Yeah. But, they, you know, and I heard they have a very good freshman class coming in, too. So. Yes, I heard the same. Yeah. So, so they're going to be, a, you know, tough competition. Yeah. Absolutely. I want, I want to talk a little bit about, about the schedule. How do you find, you know, to me, um, it's tough when you, you know, you're playing a home game, then you get a day off, then you're playing the same team. Um, what, what are your thoughts now? I, I know the reasoning for it, but what you feeling, you know, about, you know, preparing for something, you know? Well, it's, it's definitely, I mean, if you look back in previous years, we would play teams twice, right? We yes. play them at the beginning and then we play them, uh, you know, this is definitely different because you're seeing them in the same week. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, preparing for the game, you're going to see them on say uh, you know, Tuesday and you're playing again on, on a Thursday or a Saturday, you know, preparation for is going to be small, but you're also got to see them twice. So um, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a little bit challenging, but uh, you know, at this point, I'm just happy we're playing, you know, Um, and having an opportunity to play uh, and get these teams in, especially for a senior class, you know, to have these games, you know, means a lot. So if we have to play them twice in one week, you know, especially like I said, we're going to be seeing RBC, we're going to be seeing um, Homedale, uh, RFH, uh, Mammoth, Raritan. So we're going to be seeing all these teams, sure, twice in one week. So it's, you know, yeah, that's it'll be, a, be a tough, tough couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I I said yesterday to Coach Caruso that um, it also depends when you get a team because Wall last year, at the beginning of the year, was, that was not the same Wall team at the end of the year. They were strong at the end, yeah. They were very strong at the end. They, they were they were fun to watch. Um, you know, because teams might have an off day. And he brought up a good point. He said the one negative is, uh, say you blow a team out or they blow you mm. out. He goes, how do you get the team's mentality set two days later saying, yeah. you know, that, um, you know, if you get blown out, you know, it's just one game. And uh, he goes where, you know, the old schedule, you play somebody early in the year, you know, you yeah. get killed. You could be a whole different team at the end, you know. like Absolutely, whole yeah. Team at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah it's good and you know even if it's just if you you know you come out winning one game and then the next game you can't be complacent you know yeah yeah, the flip side that's what he was saying too you know it's hard to win two games in a row Uh no matter especially especially the same team same team absolutely you know you know basketball last season Madison played home belt four times like that (laughs) 
I don't know how you do that. You know, that division, you know, they played Rumson three times because that, that division, you know, you know, it's the cream and the crop in the basketball. Yeah. So usually, and, you know, Central Jersey, they're all in the same group. So you end up seeing them regular season twice, short conference tournament, and yep. it's eight. So, um, and game scouting, you talk about game scouting, you see them one, and then all of a sudden you know what they're going to be doing. So it's going to, you know, change a little bit. You know, yeah. we're talking about corner kicks and set pieces and, and starting lineups and who's playing, you know. So, you know, that's all going to be played and in, taken into consideration. Um, you know, last question for, you know, going into this season. Well, not last question, but how do you handle uh, the COVID with the phases, the training, you know, the, the, that the state laid out? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, one, I have to say I was, was incredibly proud of our players, you know, never complained. Uh, you know, they were just tremendous throughout this whole process. You know, whenever we asked them, they were, okay, coach, all right, we got it, you know, wearing the mask. Because, you know, it's it's so different in the expectations and the procedures, you know, to ask for them, especially if they're playing club together, which is completely different than high school. Uh, so, but I have to say, overall, the process going through, the players were tremendous. Um, you know, our athletic department helped out tremendously getting those phases in place. So we had the opportunity to play this year. Uh, but you know, overall the restrictions, you know, we made the best of it. So in our, like in our team, we talk about, uh, things that we can control, right? So this is something that we can't control. This is an event we can't control. The only thing that we can control is our response uh, and get the outcome that we want. So the outcome we want is we want to play. So if it comes to phases, that's what we'll do, you know, and just staying a positive mindset and just moving forward and knowing that if this is what the process is going to take us to get us onto the field and that's what we're going to do. And, and the players were tremendous. I mean, it seems like too, that, you know, the way they rolled it out it seemed to work because I'm not hearing any, you know, yeah. breaks and stuff. You Absolutely. Know? Hopefully that continues. Um, what are some goals you have set, you know, or are you looking to set for this upcoming season for your team? Um, so, you know, each year we set goals and for this year is no different. Uh, you know, as I spoke on before, you know, we played against a very tough competition last year and, you know, we were in it some games, you know, we were, you know, we're not a team that's going to back down. So we're going to play hard. So that's, you know, every team that comes, we play, we're going to end up playing you, everything we got. Uh, but for us this year is going to be, you know, outlast and outplay our competition. You know, we need to be the one on top. We have to be the one that it outplays everyone that comes because, uh, you know, we're seeing another tough schedule. You know, like I said, we're going to be seeing RBC. We're going to be seeing uh, Homedale. You know, so it's a very tough uh, schedule for us going forward. So for us, our mentality is just we have to outlast and outplay everyone that we play against. You know, and another one is, like I said before, was increase our shooting percentage and um, scoring opportunities. You know, we just got to find the back of the net. A lot of times last year, we were in the position to be the winning team, but it would just – you know, we were in, it just couldn't get that ball in the back of the net. So we're looking to do that and also defensively, um, you know, do a better job. So, you know, we have units and we talk about, we meet with our units about, um, you know, what some goals that we'd like to set. And we have individual goals, you know, that will help the overall team goals. But uh, definitely our main thing this year is just outlast and outplay. That's our goal, you know. Um. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you this. I talked to a basketball coach about this. Do you feel 
like the local club program, like, you know, Ocean's Soccer Club. Um, if you have a strong, you know, club program that helps the high schools. Um, yes, yeah. Feed into the high schools. You know, you look at Wall Success, uh, mm -hmm. Success, Jackson Success. They all, you know, very strong club programs, um, you know, in the youth age. Do you, do you feel that, you know, that's, that's a case where it helps the high, the high schools in that area? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, over the course of me taking over the head coaching position, um, you know, that's something that we've been trying to work on, rebuilding and also uh, building, building the bridge and the gap between high school and the feeder program, the youth program. I'm in touch with a lot of the, uh, you know, the coaches down there, uh, trainers, um, just so we're all on the same page, you know. Um, I think that's absolutely, like you just said, it's, it's a, you know, huge impact on our high school. And also for female athletes, too, staying involved in the sport you know, not stepping away. Um, so that's something that for me as a head coach, I want to make sure that or, you know, help out as much as I can at the, the youth and club uh, level so that they're coming up and they're continuing to play in high school and bridging that gap. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, the game, the basketball game I was at, you saw that, uh, you know, the little, the little guys played at halftime. You know, it was <laughs> You know, cute that you know they bring them in they get to watch the game you know they play you know they play the, yeah. the game at halftime during the girls game and uh, yeah you know I know a lot of you know basketball wise a lot of coaches like to bring in the middle schools and you know the grammar school yep. basketball teams to come watch that you know see you know on the bigger level they could see on the bigger level what they could be playing in the future absolutely yeah the buy-in buy-in starts at a young age you know like knowing that like I remember being young and going to the high school games, looking up and thinking these were like all stars, you know, like I want to do that one day. And uh, so it's, it's important to have that, that bond between the high school and, and the youth programs and club teams. Um, you know, even the middle school, I, it, we do a lot going down to the middle school and attending practices down there just so, you know, they, they're familiar with me and the, and the coaching staff. Um, and also some of the, our seniors, we do activities down there with them. So it's, you know, just trying to get that bond and that connection, you know, don't disconnect going through. Yeah, I agree. And uh, are they receptive, like, when you go to the middle school? Because, uh, you know, one coach, he's trying to build uh, for basketball, you know, try to build up the youth program, and uh, he's not he's not getting the, the response that, you know, he wants, you know, and he, he's willing to put in the work. Like, he goes yeah. to school, and he, they, he gets not like they, they just eat the, like, they're just there the coach can go home and that, that's it where he, you know, he's trying to build something in, in the town he's in. Um, yeah. But it's always, there's always, yeah, there's always a process, right? So it's never, uh, you know, change is always going to be difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, so overall it's been, you know, it's been working out uh, and it's also been, you know, a good process for us to rebuild that relationship and, and to, you know, for, see the middle school players and work with the coaches down there. So it's been, it's been a good opportunity. It's been working well. All right. Well, I think that, you know, wrap up now. Uh, I appreciate you joining me. And, uh, you know, I look forward to, you know, hopefully this schedule for somebody like me, it's tough. It's going to be tough for me to see yeah. everything this year. And, uh, you know, I was telling uh, Coach Caruso that yesterday. I go, uh, you know, most of the divisions are playing the same day. There's like, I think there's two divisions that are playing on different days, which is good. Yeah. But, um, you know, the only benefit if there's two good matchups in a day – 
you know, you could catch the other game two days later or something. That's the only thing. Yes. But. Well, I, you know, if, if everything works out in the season, you know, um, you know, we have the Maya Cup game. It's a great game for you to come. So I'd love to see yeah, you come. Definitely. To I definitely want to get to that this year, uh, especially, you know, I definitely circle events where the schools are doing a fundraiser and stuff. You know, I do for basketball, you know, and soccer too. I want to uh, see what kind of events are out there. And, so once that date's set, I'll, I'll share it with you. And, and I thank you for having me and uh, appreciate. Yeah. No, I appreciate you joining me. Thank you. All right. Okay.